Leading off with a big story of the day, here's The Drive. Something like that. It's going to be awesome. He, actually, he had a great sound bite the other day we should hit later. Yeah. Michael Porter Jr.? He did. He was asked why he never passes. Oh, I know. I did see that. What, yeah. is, what was his reason? Because he's Mike. Mike. No swing the ball, Porter. He said because he can never see a contest is what he said. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. That's which right. is a little bit, you know, hyperbolic. Accurate? Sometimes. I mean, let's be oh, honest. Who's contesting a six foot ten? There are dudes in the smooth, NBA that can do it. Oh, like like who? Who who'd you see anybody this year? over six eight? Michael Porter Jr. has an incredible elevation on his shot, but that is a little hmm. hyperbolic. Feels like I went to a lot of Nuggets games this year, and people contesting his shot. It happens. I know. Not often. Okay. Not often. Moving on. (laughs) Okay. I mean, outside of Wimby Yama, who's taller than Michael Porter Jr. at the small forward position? But you don't have to be as tall as the guy. What is his wingspan? What is that? A a contest doesn't mean he's as tall. He is seven feet. He's 6'10". See, I knew this is why I didn't want to do this. He he can jump. He's got great hops. Uh Uh-huh. You think he... Okay, whatever, man. Uh, Listen, all you Michael Porter Jr. haters out there. I didn't hate him. You want to hate on the world champ? Go ahead. I didn't hate him. You're not going to get that here. Uh Uh-huh. You got... I just... I reserved my room in Springfield for his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. (laughs) Have you... 2048. Are you there with the cone set up with the little security barrier, sir? Please. Barring, this is reserved for MPJ. Barring health with, you know, anybody could get hurt, right? Mm-hmm. And if that happens, it happens. Uh-huh. But this dude, first of all, is going to play in the NBA for 18 to 20 years. Just start there. Barring injury. Barring injury. Of which he's had many. Okay, I said barring injury. Okay. All right? And I'm just saying, of which he's had many. Oh, fine. But he is healthy this year, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. He had the heel. He's not going anywhere. He's a basketball addict. He's one of the best shooters in the NBA, and he's just getting a going. I can't wait. I can't wait to see this guy. Yeah, it doesn't sound I like haven't it. seen him before, so I can't wait to see this like Hall of Famer you're wait, telling wait, me and about. I, and you told us during the break, you think he's going to score, what, 24 points per game? Oh, I don't know. No, I don't really don't make us do this more. <laughs> what what am I going to here. All right, we can, do it, we can do it quickly. I want to get into Russ and uh, eating donuts. Okay. Um, not, or not eating donuts. Not eating. I'm sorry. Not Jake. eating donuts. Michael Porter Jr. will have what role on the Nuggets this year? The same role he had last year, except maybe a little bit more responsibility. I'd say a whole lot more responsibility, but okay, fine. But what? what so, why would he have more? Be, because naturally things are just going to go to him more often. The ball's just going to come his way more often. It's going to happen. Did you talk to the ball? I did. Is the ball in the room with us right now? It's it's not, but I can go get Spalding if you want me to. Okay. Hey, you know what? I got to agree with D-Mac on this. He's going to be playing the third and sixth best player on the Nuggets because he's going to play north of 35 a night. Also, easily. he's going to finish games way what? more often this year. Wait, wait, wait. He's going to play more than so, 35 a night? How is that? Di- how, how is how is what you're listen, referencing you know different? What, you know what, KJ? That's fine. Don't worry about it. I don't I'll know just if he's wait gonna, to see it. I don't know if he's going to score 24. He's going to be... I said he'd have more responsibility. I'm just... I, I don't know about he's this going to continue. Lead. He's going to continue what he already is, which is one of the best players in the NBA, on his way to multiple championships and a future Hall of Fame career. Yeah. 
I don't know what to do with that one. I'm gonna. Let, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna just, let it linger. Just let. Can we just can we dump settle it? in? It's like That's a wet. Ridiculous. It was like a wet fart in the studio. Was what it was. Just keep on hating. Hater's gonna hate KJ. Oh my god. He's like their fourth option. He's their third option. He's definitely their third. Really? He's their third. Really? Right. Oh, okay. no. Third option. Oh, no. He's third oh, no. option. He's still not a Hall really? of Famer. Really? How, how, how many third options are Hall of Famers? Also, he's not the third option. He's actually going to be the first or second option, depending on the night, because Jokic is never the first option to score. Jokic scores when he needs to score, depending on how the game goes. So they're the running a different all, offense this year? No, they're not. You guys aren't paying attention. Oh. The, the, <laughs> so just to clarify, you're specifically talking about scoring, correct? That's what they're talking about. Okay. That's what these ding-dongs are talking context, about. I just right? said he'd have more responsibility than he did These, last these year. dudes don't even want to pay attention to how much better he is at defense, how much better he is taking the ball to the hoop, just how much better he is, period. When did he get better at taking the ball to the hoop? Was that oh, the summer? Oh, my Lord. I am really seriously. He's doing it more. It doesn't mean he got... Uh, oh tremendously better God. at it. This is what I told you. I said, you better be careful bringing this up. Maybe in his 18th year, he'll get better at it. Maybe, I think I think maybe yeah. at that point, yeah. when, you guys when just, he's getting to the Hall of Fame. Why don't you guys just uh, settle into the fact your Cubbies just lost to the Royals at home? Do you remember why, how why many points? Why you two he, Chicago Cubs fans just, just sort of bathe in that lather? Do you remember hey. how many points he had in Game 3 of the Finals? You know what? He had two. Do you remember how many points he had in you game two of the finals? Was, you remember he was on, uh, on a stage w- waving around the Larry O'Brien trophy? Hell yeah, I remember, remember that. Hell, Hell yeah. You remember that? I remember. Do you remember the that? Title yeah, so was Wacko. What's your point? Come yeah. on. Vlacko is getting a ring. had like two minutes in the finals in garbage it's time. It's over. Thank you, Kate. It's over. <laughs> Hit it again. Third it's time. over. Yep, third time's a jar. Right, let's talk about Russ and Donuts. Mm-hmm. I got to check if Kay Adams has He might DM, be a future Hall of Famer. DM me back. He's de- he's definitely going yeah. in the Hall. Do you think I'm going to get DM back from Kay Adams? Uh I don't think so. Maybe oh, maybe man. later. I was trying to be nice in hour 1, but the truth of the matter is she doesn't check her DMs. I mean, <clears> that's oh, a good point. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why I mean, was, why was she, be, do you know what why must we, be in there? All of the business she needs doesn't happen in her DMs. Yeah, she hasn't DM me back. Yeah, but just, you it's know. It's been a half hour. She I'm did. sure that's not all. That's in there. She did follow me, though. Yeah. Here is Kay Adams, who was fantastic because she got this. He's he's in great shape. He's down like 15 pounds, Russell is. Yeah. And What does that mean to you? What, well, are, what, what do you want, I what do I one need of to the know? things he does well is, you know, a lot of the off-schedule plays. You know, something breaks down, he can, he can escape and then keep a play alive. Uh, he does that extremely well. And obviously with... The shape he's in now. I mean, if you're going to do that and run, he was always a threat to run, you know. And uh, so I think that we're kind of seeing that what we were used to. Um, these last two weeks has been have been really good for him. I mean, he's really been on point. All right. So you got to understand, man. Russ has been asked about the specifics of the weight loss, with the no- it just wants nothing to do with it. How did he respond? To, I'm about to, I'm about to play it. Oh, perfect. But you just got to understand that Sean dropping the specific number, that is not something Russ has wanted to put out there. It's new information. For whatever reason. But God bless Kay Adams. What does she know? She doesn't know. She just asks a very logical question. And then Peyton just sort of (laughs) drops it out there. So what would you do now you're Kay and now here comes Russ? I mean, it just makes sense. 
First question to him. I heard about it. I want to talk, I mean, a little bit about this 15 pounds I keep hearing about. <laughs> Coach brought it up. Why? I keep hearing about it. I keep hearing about it. She just heard about it one time. It was a brilliant delivery I by her. I keep hearing about it. Literally nobody else has mentioned a number except for the coach like two seconds ago. I think there was part of it like, I just hey, keep hearing about I it. I keep hearing about your weight hearing, loss. Because right? you understand why she says that. Because Peyton said it so casually. She is right to think that this has been like talked about, you know, over and over and over again. I keep hearing about it. Nobody's ever said it until Sean Payton said it five seconds ago. It's it's beautiful. I heard about it. I want to talk, I mean, a little bit about this 15 pounds I keep hearing about. Coach brought it up. Why did you slim down? That's a lot of weight. Well, I'm just trying to uh, be as lean as possible, <laughs> quick as possible, trying to, uh, mm. you know, stay in my younger days Are as long as, run? as possible. Mm. Yeah, you know, so I, I, I feel great. You know, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've done a, a whole change on the kind of my, my uh, timing of when I eat and all that kind of stuff. So I've been doing a lot of intermittent fasting and stuff like that. He later goes on um, to talk about mac and cheese. And if we can find the mac and cheese thing, that's beautiful. Because he just says that he had some bad habits. She asked another really good question. She Go goes, what, what, uh, what can you not stay away from? What, 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 what hurts you? And he goes on and on about, you know, when I see mac and cheese, I got to have mac and cheese. Well, that's code for a lot of bad habits. It's not just mac and cheese. It's, you know, who knows what it is. It's all sorts of stuff. What's your favorite sweet? I, 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 uh, bread pudding. What? But, um, apple pie. Okay. Maybe some ice cream. Bread pudding was the first one. I do love bread pudding. Hey, bread, I, a good bread pudding? Mm-hmm. What, is that your favorite? Like, but that's I, not, I'm not really a, a sweet... Uh, I, I, my thing is uh, bread... Carbs, you know, sauces, all that stuff. That's my danger zone. Sweets ain't the thing for me. It's all sorts of other garbage. That's fine if you're working out like a maniac, but you better get on that bicycle, son, you know, just to keep even. What Russ admitted to was intermittent fasting and and staying away from probably saucy carb-loaded foods. That's what he's likely talking about when he says mac and cheese. But he also talked about the time of day he was eating, which is also extremely important. If you eat dinner too late, you don't your body doesn't have time to burn a lot of that off. How too. much do you know about intermittent fasting? I know a decent amount. I actually had a friend that just did a bunch of it and it worked really well for her. So Yeah. Yeah. It's the concept is that you would just go there's different ways to do it. And there's different strokes for different folks. Like some stuff will work for one person and not work for another person. But I don't some, know if I can some do lengths that. of intermittent fasting could be twelve hours. 14 hours, 16 hours. So say, for example, you were to stop eating at like 8 p.m., okay? Like you can't, no, no eating. All right, you wouldn't eat anything for um, 14 hours. So you you wouldn't touch a darn thing until at least 10 a.m. the next day. And even then, if you wanted to push it to 16 hours, and I think Russ is a guy of extremes. So my guess is that he probably did push it closer to 16 hours and it gives you a time period that well okay now it's all right to eat so you still got to be a little careful in that time period but you have to have the discipline to not eat during that time you can drink water and things but you just can't put the food down well that's a you know it's an interesting compelling way to do it but essentially what he's saying too with intermittent fasting unless he's really eating his meal like at two or three o'clock in the afternoon and not eating at night at all he's going into work without eating meal. Like well, he's starting his workouts. If he really is doing this to this day, they're they're workouts that are at ten AM. So is Russ telling us he's not eating anything from eight AM to like after they work out at 
3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon? I think he was referencing the offseason. I don't think you can do that while you're actually in training camp. You need more fuel than I that. I would be stunned if you could get away with that. You yeah. know, I, I agree with you You might on just that. pass out on the field because I agree you have you. no nutrition. But still, for him to go and travel and do all that sort of stuff and have the discipline to not eat for 14 to 16 hours a day, hey, man, my, my, I tip my cap to you. Like, that is that is some dedication that is awesome. He also did throw in, you know, I work out like three times well, a day. Like he, he does. Okay, but like. Uh, we got that. I'm though. rolling my eyes at that because I get it. You work out. You're we pro just, We all knew that. Right. Thanks for us. We, we all understand right. that you work right. out. Right. What is way, way, way more impressive to me. I didn't sign up for tennis. All right. That's right. You know, but th- that's still another weird rust <laughs> thing. Like he just can't admit like failure in anything. It's like, yeah, I'm doing this fasting program and I'm not eating saucy loaded carbs. But I'm working out like three times a day. I'm like, he can't help himself, KJ. Your guy can't help himself. He cannot help himself. I did, I'm telling you, what I said the other day is so true. You got to give him room to talk more because he gets what? all of this stuff out of his system. He gets it because if he has, if you let him get it out early, later on, all of this is like, man, I, I, I've talked about all of this. I don't want to keep repeating stories. I don't want the guy's thing on weird. If so, you come to him with information that you have that he hasn't said, maybe, and you call him on it, but not to us. I mean, if you, if you let him keep going with local media, he'll just never stop. He doesn't want to look. <laughs> he doesn't want to look weak, right. Or admit failures. Yep. He just—it's just—it's part of his probably neutral zone. Absolutely, a neutral thinking sort of mentality. Yep. Never too high, never too low. But good old limited. <laughs> God, got you. That, yeah. The food it's is like, no it's, longer. It's like, hey, man, you just admitted something. I'm glad he did it. That was a cool moment. That made sense. We were wondering, what's he doing? Well, he just admitted it, okay? And it's fine. Like, way to go. I'm giving him props. Like, it's it's, it's a, a good thing. It's a it's tricky. A positive. Intermittent fasting it takes a lot of damn discipline. Yeah, it just takes a lot of willpower. For I, sure. think, I think it's a very effective method for losing weight. I just think it's it's the willpower to do it. Is impressive. You don't have to intermittent no, fast. No, I was going to say, you There's can a do lot it smarter ways, ways too. Um, I think so. I, if you just wow. schedule your meals and you're working out while you're while you're eating healthy. Yeah, but you're you're insinuating like intermittent fasting is not a legitimate way to lose weight. Though. I didn't. I, no, that's a, not what I meant. It's different ways. I think there are different ways. I don't know if it's smarter. Okay. It's different. That's fair. Okay. I'm just going by what I was told in school. Breakfast, the most important meal of the day. Eat bad, breakfast. Bad. We can go down that. The food pyramid is one of the most BS things ever put breakfast forth. Breakfast is not the most important meal of the day? Uh, it depends on what the breakfast is. Let's see but what the, Google says. Trust me, the food pyramid is one of the most BS things ever. Corrupted school lunches and made America basically a bunch of fat pigs. By the food lobby? Uh, yeah. By big junk food? Uh, uh, there's all sorts of corrupt ways that that happens. Don't, don't pay attention to the food pyramid. Food pyramid, the food pyramid is idiotic. Don't pay any attention to that. Boy, you can go down some crazy wormholes with, you know, uh, healthy food and non-healthy food. And uh, this, this place says experts agree that while breakfast provides benefits, one meal isn't more important than the other, which I say hooey to. Because <laughs> that, that is what I've been are, told are my whole a, life. Are you a, I know, Matt, things you've been told your whole life They're are wrong. wrong. Yes. What else do you want to shatter my world about? Well, breakfast isn't the most important meal of the day. It, this, this, what it's else? Important is I don't know what old to, adage. I don't know what to say about importance. You know, it's uh, your body doesn't say, "Hey, it's breakfast time." I, I love it when people say, "Hey, it's a skip day." Oh, your body is. Oh yeah, hey, hey today's fine. You mean cheat day? A cheat day, yeah, yeah, yeah cheat day. Yeah, cheat day. Sorry. Anyways, the whole thing is say, "Way to go, Russ." 
He still can't help being Russ. Well, you know what? Russ is Russ. That's who we want him to be. Don't be someone other than you're not. Let's just go ball. But listen, it's good news. Dude, you dropped 15. It looks like it. You're playing like it. It's a positive. You dropped 15 or so. If he says 15, you probably, you know. Yes, maybe. Probably 17 and a half. Maybe 21, 22 and a half. You know. Over 15, it's all relative. He looks great. He's much more mobile. But the one thing I think football-wise that was important to bring up in that clip that he mentioned is Sean Payton said some of the best stuff he does is off schedule and making plays outside of the pocket. I know that there has been a lot of pressure, especially on our airwaves, about him playing in the pocket, playing on schedule, playing within the structure, which I think they're trying to get more out of him. But there are times when he has to escape. There are times when he has to use his feet to be able to have an effect efficient, effective ground game, a quarterback that can run the football effectively is a wrinkle that not a lot of teams, more and more have it now, but not a lot of teams have a good one. And Russell has been one of the best in NFL history. So to get him back to more of what he did in Seattle, this was a change that was necessary. Let me um, see if Kay has uh, hit me back. You know, she just tweeted out eight minutes ago, so she may have actually seen it and given you the old uh, Charlie one two Cole shoulder. Yeah, no. Yeah, she gave okay. you the Heisman is what she did. Not yet. She said, who? She's busy. Unfollow. Yeah. Oh, if she hits me with an unfollow, that would... That'd oh, be rough. Oh, dear. That'd be rough. Okay, just mute me. Just don't... Don't, you know, <laughs> don't even tell me. Yeah, don't don't let me know. Okay. Uh, but on the other hand, there's another element of this that's okay. interesting. It's not just the weight loss, and we get it. You lost weight. You look great. You're doing awesome. Sean Payton kind of... Putting a number on it. Letting the cat out of the bag. Sean Payton. He's he's in great shape. He's down like 15 pounds, Russell is. Yeah. And she wasn't trying to drag that out of him. No, he just He just it. volunteered it. Yeah. Okay. How do you guys feel about him just dropping that out there when Russ clearly did not want to put a number on it? KJ, what do you think? I'm not a fan of it. I know not to, I know who not to tell secrets to because it's going to get out there at some point. That is a good point. That is it's a good not point. a secret. Yeah. They got to weigh in. Like every, they know the the coaches all. It's a secret know. to us, though. Exactly. Oh, is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, okay. You okay. know what I mean? Like he gotcha. wanted it for specific people to know, but not for everyone to know. And Sean Payton just has a way of just putting it all out there. I'm not. I'm. I'm telling you, this is going to come back to bite the Broncos in the butt. It's it's <laughs> showing signs, and I'm telling you, it's going to come back. The, it's it's not the specific thing you're saying. Like Sean Payton either is forgetful about things or doesn't really care about certain things. You're talking things. about the fractured relationship, potentially, between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Oh, Isn't that what you're that, trying to reference? Is that so where you're going? I'm, I'm referencing either oh, that disgusting. or his his inability to not spill the beans is going to eventually cost him one day because it's going to be on something that he should have been like, dog, man, I wish I would have just held that one in. We've already seen that. That's an interesting it's question. Jared Bell in the interview. But, that, but, but that's okay because after week five, after that's over, we're not going to reference, reference it as much. But there's going to be something bigger, I'm telling you. It's only a matter of time. I don't think it matters, though. Me neither at I, all. I don't think it matters because I think – got to be careful how I say this. I think there's a way – um, everybody's getting along with Russ that mm, I think everybody's being careful how everybody's getting along with Russ to, 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 to try to benefit Russ the most. But it's clearly a situation, guys, this year, clearly a situation where the coaches are in charge, 
Sean Payton's in charge, not Russ. So I think they're trying to be kind, supportive, for the betterment of Russ. So to think that it's going to fracture their relationship, I actually don't think that's going to happen because that would assume Russ has some sort of element of control that he probably did last year that he doesn't this year. Unless KJ is saying that the fact that we know that he's 15 pounds lighter, the reason Russ didn't want to mention it is because Sean said he wants anonymous donors. And so maybe, I guess where you're coming from in, in the regard that maybe it makes him look even more hypocritical because, hey, Coach, look, I was trying not to give a number on it even though it would have given me some positive press because why would we have been negative about let's that? Let's just get over the number thing in particular. Let's not even worry about the specifics of it. Okay. Let's just let's just assume like, hey man, Sean Payton, Payton spilled the beans on something one of his players really didn't want out there. I think like, we're just getting closer to football season, and it's all coming. But out. Sean Payton put business on the street that that Russ didn't want out on the street. Yeah. Is that a big deal? I actually say no. I actually don't think it's a big deal. But what if there's a player later down the road? He tells Coach, hey, I need a week off. I just need to get my mind right. I'm going through a divorce. I need to get some things together. Okay. And the media comes back and asks him, hey, man, you know, such and such, they're not around. Uh, you know, he's going through something. Uh, what is he going through? He's going through, a, you know, whatever, you know. And then they <laughs> ask him one last time during the end of the press. He's presser, a straight cat. Hey, man, you know something what? He's going through a divorce. Stop asking, all right? You know, like he's the type of cat. He'll say something like that. <laughs> and it will just absolutely just blow that player's face. Right. I know it, man. For the record. By the way, you said something was going on with Stokely and Sean Payton. You should ask AJ what's going on between him and Sean Payton. For the record, there's zero chance Sean Payton would ever say this guy's going through a divorce. Right. Zero, zero. Let me tell you something. Hey, you get a couple of those lattes, you never know. <laughs> I mean, look, loose lips sink ships. Your, your point is... Man, talk to him. Mm-hmm. Your point is, can the players trust stuff with Sean yeah. Payton? If yeah. he can he be and, a confidant? Can I tell you this? I don't think it matters. Me neither, because he's your head coach. Because he's your head coach, and he's in charge. And I don't think it matters. You're I mean, you paid might, way too much money to you, care about that. You may be upset about it and all, but I don't think it matters. And I don't think there's going to be... Listen, there was like um, a revolt against Josh McDaniels here with the coaches and the players and all that. All right, hold on a second. There may be one set of circumstances where it does matter. There, there may be one set of circumstances where actually... That does matter. And I can tell you the specifics of it coming up next. Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan presents The Drive. Hi, Zinac, Matt Smith, KJ, Drew, I'm good. Here's uh, Mike Lissa join us in about 15 minutes. Here's um, the only thing that could matter in terms of Sean Payton. Um, he's he's in great shape. He's down like 15 pounds, Russell is. Yeah, it's just like, hey man, like that really wasn't your news to share right there, coach. But okay, fine, cool. I got no problem with it. No, I get it. But does Russ have a problem with it? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter unless... Like KJ said. Unless unless you really start losing. And if you really start losing, then, you know, then, you know it's, it's, it's a different sort of vibe in terms of your relationship with your coach. If you were trying to make it last long term. But if you really stop losing, this is probably the last year of Russ in Denver. So it's like put up or yeah, shut up. I'm not man. just talking about Russ. I'm talking about, you know, just, just everybody. 
it has been wild. There's a great story by Mike Kliss. Helps set it up. When General Jerry Lee Rosberg, that's right, Jerry Rosberg, mm. who was just sitting around doing nothing. Mm, there it is. And he just was. The morning paper. I like the funnies myself. Okay, do you? Yeah. He's just sitting around. Like, when are they going to, when am I going to do something? So he gets called in to hang out with the nerds in the basement, not allowed to actually be out on the field. Then he gets named the head coach, and Mike writes about it. You know one of the first things that Jerry Rosberg did? He walked around the locker room. And you know what he saw? Introduced himself. This was, well, maybe, (laughs) maybe. But Mike wrote about this in his article. I'm Jerry. I'm sorry, who are you? I'm your new coach. He walked around the locker room, and the locker room was a mess. It was like, Mike wrote about this. Like, it physically was just, like, a mess. Like, the players were just leaving crap all over the place. And he told one of the leaders, we need to get this, we need to get this tightened up. He goes back there the next day, no change. And the leader confronted him. The leader of the team, this is in Mike's article, told him, this is our space. And Jerry Rosberg says, this is not your space. It's the Walton Penner Group space, and you're just in here right now in their space, and you're treating their space poorly. Get it straightened up. You know, Jerry, he made you put your toys away. There was no fun. So, and they straightened it up, and they played better in their last two games. It wasn't just that, but he made them, thank you, KJ, he made them accountable for what, do you just want to sing? (laughs) All right, Matt, go ahead, take it away. So what he did was he straightened things out so they could get focused on what they need to get focused on, on the important things. That's what happens when you start losing, though. Things just go haywire. And things won't be different for Sean Payton as they weren't different for Hackett, Matt. If you're, if you're just letting things go kind of crazy then everybody is just going to, you know, be dysfunctional. Well, you're either enabling it or allowing it. You're right. You're either coaching it or allowing it to happen, right? You're either coaching it or enabling it, that type of thing. So it's no big deal unless things go south. Now, how are things going to go? Based off Not that way. Not that way. No, the thing, things are going to go. Things are, I think things will be smoothly. It just depends upon the success on the football field, but I think things will go smoothly. This is a much more organized process now. You can see the development. I think the the biggest sign of encouragement that I've taken out of training camp is you can see them start to build. You can see them stack days on top of each other and stack concepts, and they're installing things and starting to become more comfortable, whereas by week 15 when Nathaniel Hackett got fired last year, I still didn't know what he was trying to get out of an offensive identity. It got so bad with Nathaniel Hackett they couldn't pick up after themselves physically in the locker room. Did you see Hackett in the latest episode of Hard Knocks? Yes. Just going over. I can't even remember who he went went over to in the preseason game. Oh, that just turned me on so much. I know. This you're, you know, these are pros. You know, chill. That's not Aaron Rodgers that you're talking to. You know, when Sean Payne said is like, what did he say? The worst coach team of all time, or yeah, you know, yeah, he, one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history, I believe, was how he classified it. He wasn't wrong at all. He was probably wrong to put it out there in public and it violated the code or blah 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 blah. But he wasn't wrong, and that's why when Jerry Rosberg came in, 
there are a lot of easy things to fix. Layups. Lay, clean up after yourself. That's Clean longer. up after yourself. Hey, the guy who keeps dropping the ball in the punt return, that's no longer your job. You know why that happened, though, is because uh, Hackett just felt, oh, it's a private space, the locker room. I'm just not going to go in there. Mm. I'm not going to go in there at all. But but it's not, it isn't the player's locker room, is it? It's their space they get to use. But at the end of the day, it's, 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 it is the owner's locker room. It's the owner's building. You know, we're not, you know, we're, this isn't our studio, Matt. No, it's no. nice to be here. Right. So, you know, it's fair to say, you know, things, whatever rules you want to make up for who really owns this studio, hey, that's fine. I'm, I'm with it. You got to be with it. If you're not with it, well, who are you? But, but, but I think that just transcended itself left and right. You know, Russ, what are you doing? You having meetings on Tuesday? Players' days off? Who are you? You're having private coaches and trainers come in? Who are you? There's a lot of, like, what is going on here sort of moments that have come out. And it'll, it'll go sideways for Sean Payton because he can't help being who he is. Maybe. If they lose. Okay. Yeah. Things will be dysfunctional regardless if they're losing. So if as long as they start to as long as they do what we've seen in camp where they can display an ability to continue to improve on a day to day or even a drive to drive basis. That's why I actually came away from what they did in Arizona last Friday semi encouraged because the first two drives were a mess. But how much stock are you really putting into the first two drives of a preseason game? Not much. But then the third and the fourth drive, they started to build. They started to stack little things. You saw the first first down on the ground that set up the play action. You saw them disguise different plays and throw the defense off with the same look and different wrinkles. You saw a lot of the stuff that we didn't see at all under Nathaniel Hackett. So as long as they can continue to do that, making mid-game adjustments, learning from their mistakes, there was no learning because we kept seeing these same exact issues come up over and over again last year, and Nathaniel Hackett had no answers, had no answers to it, because nothing ever changed. Nothing changed. And at the end of the day, it was so clear to everyone that watched that football team, the Penner Walden family ownership group didn't have a choice. They had to get rid of Nathaniel Hackett. They didn't have a choice. I'm rooting for Sean Payton and the Broncos, the Walton Penner group, Randy Gregory, and you know what I find myself today? After Russell Wilson got outed by Sean Payton, is that this is why I'm rooting for long lost, long last. I'm rooting for Russ. Like I actually have a little empathy for Russ. He didn't want that out there for his own reasons. Okay, you know, I mean, it was enough to just say, "Hey, man, I've lost weight. I'm good." And you know, he's lost 15 or so pounds. I mean, what are we talking about here, man? I don't know why Russ didn't want that out on the street. I think you know it's something to be proud of. I mean, it's not like he just. He lost weight while still, you know, putting on muscle and strength and whatever. So, I mean, who knows, like, what he really lost and, you know, built back up or transitioned one way or the other. He made some significant, Matt, life changes that he should be complimented for. A hundred percent. And what do we see when athletes typically make this type of commitment? We saw that in Nathan McKinnon. He was mm. not this guy. He was no. a chubby, pudgy kid it's like growing crazy up. crazy looking at that 18-year-old Nathan McKinnon. He doesn't even look like the same person. It's wild to see that. But when you see a committed athlete who's taking care of their bodies the right way, especially as they get older, because Russ is, what is he, 35 now? Uh, he'll or be about to be? 35 in November. Right. During about the to be? Yeah. 
you can see it's a different level of commitment on and off the field, and hopefully it translates to positive results. Because if it doesn't, it may be the end of his tenure. All right, our guy, Mike Cliss. Is Cliss already in uh, California? He might already be out there in Santa Clara. Yeah, probably. At this point, was it 240 out there? Oh, actually, oh, he's got an interesting... St- uh, I don't know if you can Well, they play that. tomorrow night, right? So he might just fly in tomorrow morning. <laughs> no, he's not. He's okay. got... Oh, my God. I don't know if I can... Well, ask him on air. Um, There's nothing like asking about a personal the tra- situation. The travel arrangements air. with the Broncos are really interesting. Oh, did Mike get uh, the old 86 from the team charter? Bye-bye. Kind of yes. Kind of yes and kind of... But I don't know if that's my business to put out there. So I'll be careful. I guess it just oh, makes just sense. Using your head. Let me just say this. <laughs> Things with Sean Payton are fascinating. Things with, things with everything with Sean Payne is just like slightly different. It's it's really interesting. <laughs> I don't know if it's quite like that, but our guy Mike Liss coming up next. It's the drive on Denver Sports Station 1043 the fans. Get back with Matt Smith. And we're joined by our nine news Broncos insider Mike Liss. What's up, buddy? Where where are you, Mike? Uh, We just got by the security guard at uh, Levi Stadium for going in for a couple of TV shots here. That was a close one. You got by him. What do you mean? Did you have to sneak past him? Were you you going in disguise or something? Or you just uh... we we had we we had to do some fast talking. Cyrus had to do some fast talking to get us in. (laughs) Really? Oh, okay. They don't. You're at Levi's, right? At Levi Stadium, yes. Yeah, they don't like you being on the field there. I got yelled at once. (laughs) At Levi's Stadium? I did, yeah. Uh, Okay, so you're going to do some TV. So there you are. How's uh, the weather there in in the Bay Area? Everything all right? Everything good? Yeah, beautiful. 80, sunny, Mm. warm. You know, it's warmer here than it is in San Francisco as you get. I, I don't know what. How do you call it? Inland. I, I, I don't know what the what the term is here. That works. But we're on the we're on the hot side of the bay. So, hey, what memories do you have when you go back to that stadium, Mike? Oh, hold on a second. There just right. was a very noisy machine that just walked by. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for you. Go ahead. What kind of uh, memories do you have when you're in that stadium? Uh, Vaughn Miller. You know that's that's it. I had a good view, especially of that first touchdown. Where he, um, you know, strip sack uh, Cam Newton and Malik Jackson fell on it in the end zone for the first touchdown, and that was that really you knew right then it was the Broncos were going to dominate the game, and uh, it got a little hairy there in the second half, but um, Vaughn did it again to Cam Newton in the fourth quarter, and uh, and this time uh, T.J. Ward uh, picked it up, so um, you know that's. That's what I remember. They've played a few games here since 2018. Case mm-hmm. Keenum had a couple of rookies. This was after uh, this was after Emmanuel went down with that Achilles in, in practice, and he had Cortland and Deshaun Hamilton, two rookie receivers, didn't have much chance there. George Kittle, I think, had 200 yards in the first half receiving. But it's all about you know. I was looking at that stadium. My first thought was. Uh, it's the house that Bond dominated. Yeah, that's a good memory. 
Mike, how do you think that they responded in practice this week after that first preseason game where it was a bit of a struggle for the offense until they finally busted through the wall? Yeah, well, Russ seemed to uh, really have some confidence after that game, you know, with uh, with the fourth series that sure. he had. And uh, he, I thought he threw the ball with authority all week. Uh, decisiveness. He looked like uh, he knew exactly where to go. He was getting rid of the ball quick. He was firing, you know, kind of gunning the ball and uh, on target. Mm. So I thought he looked really good. On defense, they're a little beat up. You know, Justin Simmons, P.J. Locke went down. Um, they're kind of spotting some guys. Pat Sertan didn't practice all week. So they're a little beat up on defense. But, um, you know, on offense, uh, they look better. Have have you been surprised how important it, it appears winning the actual game means to these guys and Sean Payton? Yeah, I know. Sean Payton's been around forever, and um, I, I am a little surprised that uh, winning um, matters to them. Uh, so, um, yes, I am uh, a little bit on that aspect of it. I can see playing well, playing hard. But I can't. I don't understand the. Um, I don't understand the actual third stringers uh, versus third stringers. But I, I agree. You know, coaches are different. They're they're different. I don't know. It's. Uh, I I don't think football coaches are are like the rest of society. Okay. I, <laughs> All right. There's you know there's there's something a little unique, different about them. And they're hyper, hyper competitive all the way through. I mean, they coach the third stringers as much as they coach the first stringers in practice, really. Um, so, uh, I, I guess, I guess I can understand. I, I guess I can understand it a little bit. I guess, but, but like VJ says, that can't happen. I'm like, well, it's not going to because none of these guys are going to be playing on Sundays, VJ. So, I, I guess yeah. that won't happen. But I was trying to figure out coaching wise what translates from watching the backups win the game to the starters. I haven't really put my thumb on it, but it seems to matter to Sean Payton and the coaches. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's so freaking noisy around here. Say that one more time, D-Mac. I it's all right. Who knows? It's just more of, my, more, more of my babbling. What? Let me just give you another question. What, uh, what should we know going into this game? What matters? What really matters in this game, Mike? Give me two or three things that really matter. Well, the big one is Javante. You know, getting him, getting him uh, dirty, getting him knocked around a little bit, three or four carries, because like uh, everyone says, when you come off an ACL, it's uh, it's a mental thing rather than a physical thing. So all the things that are involved with playing football and being a running back, uh, I think, are pretty key for him. Continued uh, momentum for Russell Wilson. You know, Jerry Judy, don't drop the ball this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, on defense, I think they'll be tested. On defense, I think they'll be tested by the running game. You know, they're they're going to play Purdy in this game. He's going to make his first appearance since that elbow. He's going to play a series or two. I don't think you'll see Christian McCaffrey. But the Shanahan um, run offensive system, I think, might be a test for this uh, first-team defense. Mike, if Brett Maher does not have a good game on Saturday, will the Broncos have another kicker in camp on Monday to try out? I would think so. You know, I mean, from what we've seen, um, 
based on the first preseason game, based on the two playoff games last year, I don't know how you could uh, keep going to the well there. There, It's obvious they want him to get the job. You know, I think Sean Payton likes his leg. He likes how he kicked for him for New Orleans a couple years ago. I think he wants Maher to win the job, but Maher has to make sure he doesn't lose it. And uh, so he looked a little better in practice. I know everyone said he did well, uh, you know, the other days, but he did miss a couple. He's going to have to, uh, I think, not miss any in order to uh, get the job and prevent other competition. All right, game again on 9 News. You guys broadcasting again, right? Yep, 6.30, pregame at 6. Hey, hey, Mike, out of all those defensive starters that you were just talking about, who do you expect to play? Who don't you expect to play? um, Guys, go ahead. Um, Defensive starters. I don't expect Sertan to play. I don't expect – I do not expect uh, Simmons, obviously, to play. Uh, Defense up front. You know, I think uh, – I'm not sure if D.J. Jones will play. Mm, um, he came back from that concussion this week, but I'm not sure they'll uh, play him in this game. But uh, Sertan and Simmons uh, won't play, which which means, you know, they'll get Clark and, and Gregory out there. Um, with Darnold to play a lot of this game, I, th- I think the defense will definitely be tested. They have to figure out how to get a bit of a pass rush to help that secondary that is beat up. All right, Mike, we'll watch you on TV this weekend. Have a great broadcast, and um, I'm sure you'll have a much better time coming back from the game than going to the game. <laughs> <laughs> We're in. We're in the building now. It's just uh, noisy uh, getting things set up, apparently, at a stadium, uh, getting everything ready. So uh, go get them, guys, and we'll uh, talk to you again next week. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Mike Liss from uh, 9 News. See that game on um, – Tomorrow night, nine news. You're saying he's got pigeon tossed? Is that what you're saying? You know, I, I don't even know what that means, but uh, oh, okay. we'll I'll tell you during the break. Okay, fine. Football at four comes up next.